Shut up. The footy's on Triple M. Now on Triple M footy. Too strong, too good. This is the midweek rub. That is just brilliant. How do you like those apples? Triple M rocks footy. Uh, yes, solo. Welcome to another edition of Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. It is the final week of the home and away season. I can't believe we've made it. It's been a great year. There's still plenty to get into. We'll get into all the action and have a bit of a chat with all things footy. As I welcome Dale Thomas, Damien Barrett, Wayne Carey. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Joey. Good afternoon, Joey. Damo, Duck. Great to be here as always. And there's a lot going on. A big week of footy coming up. And last week as well, an awesome round of footy. You called the socks off one game in particular. So well done. But just a really good vibe around the place, isn't there? He's on the rise, isn't he, Joey? He's just the uh, he's he's everywhere. He's going to be calling the Dapto Dogs next week. He's just uh, <laughs> he's just huge. But I, a lot going on. Some of it good and some of it bad, which I'm sure we'll uh, talk about in your news, uh, Damon. Yeah, we will, but we need to get to something before that. Doug. We need to get the, your, your your voice. We need to get to, get to. We, you're back. You, you lost it last time back. we heard you on the M's on the weekend. You you were struggling Saturday and you reappeared Sunday, but Julie, it wasn't uh, it wasn't ideal, Duck. <laughs> Caleb Daniel had it free kick. Nothing, nothing we'll fixes an injury quicker. Until the ball comes to you. As soon as the ball comes to you, you feel better. You do. It's Caleb Daniel. I'll stop talking now. What, what is it about when, whenever I, and this has been going on for far too long now, and I want to put a stop to it. Whenever I have some sort of ailment, yep. uh, and it's, you know, well, it doesn't matter what day it is. It could be a Monday or a Tuesday or whatever, but I get something. I fall over, I cut away, or I, I have a bit of a croaky voice, and automatically the, we assum- always think you've been up the assumption up. is that I've been up to no good. I've been, I've been doing something, I, that happened, or I, I've, I've had a big night out, or I got over at three in the morning, and I just go, man. Duck, your reputation does precede you. Well, how come that is uh, the case? Because you have a better social life than everyone. Uh, you, generally, is that the case, though? No, so fair, was it, that wasn't a 3 a.m. finish too many gaspers and a couple of whiskeys. I wasn't two hours no. sleep rolling into the set they rub. 100% absolutely not. And and like... And Might that, it have been in the past, Duck? Cleanly, maybe in the past. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's how we go. Yeah. Growing up. A long time ago, I would have said, for instance, if it was a Saturday morning training session after a Friday night game, I would have said, yep, there's a reason for that. But yeah. not not anymore. Those oh. days are long gone. So can oh, yeah. people stop Thank making the assumption yeah. if, I've, if I've actually got something? Are you okay? Not, okay. okay. We, I'm actually okay. okay. Right. We'll stop doing good. that. But then we always like to look at your attire because it tells a story every time we come in and you're dressed to the hilt. You've got a beautiful suit on. So you're obviously going out for lunch. You're going on an interstate business Cashy. trip. A cashier. Well, another last another week. one you know of these big long lunches. Or It's actually what? a funeral. Yeah. Okay. okay. So actually, uh, uh, one of our own, Anthony McConville, uh, who's a player manager, um, very good friend of mine, managed me for a little bit when Not- the chook went off the rails. And uh, he's, his father passed away, so I'm going to uh, pay my respects. Well, so our, that's why I see. So once again, you put a jacket and a shirt on. And, we've misjudged you. Misjudged, misjudged you. again. <laughs> yes. You're unfairly judged. You well, are. Well, hey, speaking of that, we was our highest rating show last week, by the way, too, on the uh, midweek rub. We got a lot of downloads, so we're going pretty well. But how good is the footy? Because I'll try at to the come moment, up with something every week. Yes, for you like do. That. You always got something for us. <laughs> the, uh, a bit quieter this week, but how good is the footy? Unbelievable. Uh, you look forward to that. This round of footy, especially not only the Friday night game, which is top four on the line for one of the sides and a chance to drop out, but then the how it's all set up for Sunday afternoon at the MCG, Carlton Collingwood. This is sort of biblical stuff, and there's moments in time for Carlton Collingwood games where they talk about them. If Collingwood end that Carlton run and a chance for them to play finals and knock them out, 
the Collingwood faithful will speak about this for decades to come. This isn't just a this week, this month sort of More thing. More so than what happens in the finals? Oh, absolutely. They could not <laughs> yeah. give a single stuff. This would be uh, just a massive game. It's going to be We're huge. We're doing that for the Sunday rub. Make sure you're sober and not hungover. Oh, it's going to be an absolute cracker on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> a few fishermen's <laughs> friends in the pocket, please. By, by the way, if anyone's got four tickets for that game, uh, oh, I would yeah. uh, like oh. well, You know what? That, you can be, you can be, you know, rated as, you know, right up there, and you still can't get even four well, tickets. I'll tell you how hard it is, Dark, because the only man four... to play 100 games for, for both yes. clubs. Yeah. Get get tickets. I got two. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, need, I need four. <laughs> well, we'll chat about that game later on because we want to dissect all the uh, all the permutations. Not all of them because there's too many, but <laughs> round 23, we will get into it. We want to take a break because Damo, it's been a pretty quiet week in the AFL world <laughs> this week. Yeah, Let's take a break. We get into all the latest with the Alistair Clarkson situation. We'll get your take. That's coming up next on Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. This is the Midweek Rub. Brendan Bolton took the buffets off the option and you just had a set menu to pick oh, from. Oh, took all the, the fun purpose. out of it. Then we'd walk down to 7-Eleven and get 300 bucks worth of chocolate. Triple M Rocks Footy. This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. Damo, let's get straight into it. All the latest news. We are speaking at uh, about 12 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. Where does it sit with Alistair Clarkson and particularly Essendon at the moment? Yeah, Joey, and, and it is important for, for those people listening to it, maybe later on this afternoon, we are talking at midday. And, and it's a story that's already <laughs> moved in so many directions since basically Sunday days when the, we learned after the, the loss by the Bombers to Port Adelaide, that the horrendous 84-point loss, that they'd actually had a board meeting before that game, and then they had another one the morning after it. So that just set in motion a chain of events that has got Alistair Clarkson into the conversation about coaching Essendon. And as we speak, um, th- that's the option I feel is the, the favoured one. But again, that's just my opinion on it. That, that, that's not based on on him about to tell either North Melbourne or Essendon what he's going to do because he's got the complete whip hand now. We, we learnt yesterday through GWS saying publicly, effectively, that he had removed himself from those considerations and that obviously meant that North Melbourne's confidence this time last week was well-placed and had been well-placed all the way up to uh, basically Monday morning when this board went down the path of David Barham taking over Paul Brasher as, as president of the footy club, which which then put into the, the whole jeopardy of Ben Rutten's status. And how that's played out, I'm keen to get your views on, on all of that, given you've had situations yourselves with, uh, with coaches in these moments and, and how he's been treated. I don't think anyone's ever I, – I can't ever remember in my time a coach – uh, that's been given so much, uh, I, I guess, fanfare about being able to choose where he wants to go mm. and had so many clubs sort of want his services. And he's been sitting in uh, waiting for a year. We know all of that. So this has never happened in my time. I don't know about you guys or, or anything similar in your time, Damo, but um, this is very uh, unreal circumstances for me. I'd be very surprised um, if Alistair Clarkson had was was a fair way down the track with North Melbourne. I'd be very surprised knowing Clarko and knowing the way he conducts himself. I'd be very surprised if he did a backflip. I know a lot of people think he will, but I'd be surprised if he did a backflip just knowing um, what type of character he is. Mm. Just on the timeline, because that's all we can work with at the moment, um, there was an expectation from North Melbourne across the weekend, Duck, and, and you've got um, you know, obviously the same 
level of information coming out of there as best you can. That today, Wednesday or Thursday, was going to be the, the day that he gave an indication to them. Now, now the indication was expected to go their way, but that was before the uh, advent of the Essendon situation. And it's just pushed everyone, everything back. A, a minimum of 48 hours. And, and I, I wouldn't at all be surprised just the way the drama is and the way that James Henderson, who is as high-end a manager of talent in this country of sports people across the board, all sports, he's not going to negotiate the, the absolute best deal. And, and, and what that looks like and how it looks and, and who it's with is, is going to be something that, that they can't do quickly. So that's my take on this. I still expect us to be talking about this over the course of the, the weekend. So does Ben Rutten, is he expected to coach this week? Because if that is or has been arguably the greatest show of disrespect to any current coach. Yep. In, for as long as I can remember. Someone who's been appointed to do a job, see yes, your job safe, you've still got a year to go on your contract, and then all of a sudden, no, this isn't the case. We're openly shopping your job around, but still we expect you to roll out this week. Do It yep. has been absolutely Atrocious. shocking what they've done to him. Atrocious. It's untenable to me, yep. no matter what happens with, with Clarkson, that, that, that they've gone outside the contract that they've got and, and the commitment they've given to him um, in conversation as well as contract. So why wouldn't they make the call then? If he's not your guy, why because would they you haven't say- got Alistair to, would that turn, to say yes. Would that turn Clarko off? given the way Jeez. they've done this incident. Well, that's what I'm, I'm curious to know. And, Damo, I want to get your take. So, Clarko, we know, he's taken his time with North mm. Melbourne and GWS, met them a number of times, done three or four weeks of due diligence. How then does he make a decision on Essendon, who's probably a harder case to work out where they're at, who's in the positions well, of off-field, all the off-field situation. Off-field, you'd say they're in a worse situation. So you're saying well, this just goes to show it. But look, you they're could nowhere. mount the argument that they are in as big a mess as North in some respects, off oh, the field. Absolutely. Yep. They've just yep. had the president step down. Step down, yeah. Mm. And, and years and years and years of, of ineffectual finishes on, on a ladder. So can he decipher all that in three, yeah. four, five days? Alistair what, what, Clarkson what I, make a what decision? What does happen is, and as much as what you're saying, is, is it a good look? If the job's available and if he's being told it is, and, and that's our understanding now, it's available to him right now if he wants to say yes. We move on pretty quickly, don't we? We move on pretty quickly. And if he determines that Essendon in his eyes and his stage is a better fit, it's going to be forgotten what happened, unfortunately, for Ben Rutten and, and how ugly it's got this week. We, we're a move-on industry very quickly. Yeah, I, I feel really sorry for Ben Rutten. Oh, no, and that's not first, to say that. No, not to for say the that. first time, yeah. I think the way he's conducted himself – well, the way he conducts himself full stop is, is, is exceptional. But I think the way – for the first time when I saw him sitting on the bench when the siren went the other day, Joey, I could see the pain. There was, there was real pain behind his eyes. Mm. And uh, I, you could just – you know, he, he looked lost for the first time. And I, and I know he's a pretty laid back, pretty calm sort of guy, but uh, he looked lost for the first time. And this whole week, I agree. I think I just – I really feel sorry for anyone. You don't want anyone to lose their job. No. Um, and and you just feel you, I, I feel sorry just like I did. David but when Noble. you when you have to front up and pretend that everything's fine, that's the worst thing. So he's yeah. doing it, and he has to conduct yeah, himself with all the uncertainty to a group to try and get them up one more time against an arch rival in the Tigs to play on a Saturday night. Full well knowing all the players know what's going on, everyone knows what's going on. So he's coming up with this false image almost yeah. when he probably would rather be in the corner. You know, feeling how he should be, and rightfully so, which is pretty down in the dumps. In the immediate term for that guy, it, it can go two ways. The, the, the playing group, if they still are a bit connected, right? Can I get that em- an emotional response and actually lift and try and play really well, knowing that it's his last game as a coach? Or they can completely fold and and not even go out there and just be be witches out, which I hope won't happen. When, when you, this happens to you, oh, did you hear Brett Ratton speak during the yeah. week and and speak about how that uh, yeah. it affected him yeah. and and how he you know. Th- 
thought he let everyone down. He's assistant coaches, people that he hired, even down Pete to PAs. To bought to the club. All of those yeah. things that he'd let down. I mean, it, it doesn't just affect Ben Rutten. Yeah. It affects yeah. a number of people's lives. And yet there's almost barracking. I, that's what I don't like. I don't like when there's barracking for, you know, someone to be stood down. Or, it, or Damo, yeah. Damo, is it a big risk for Essendon? Because there's been a bit of talk that, gee, Kangaroos, have they done the right thing going mm. all in on Clarko? But this could really backfire on the Bombers badly if he chooses the, the Kangaroos over Essendon. Yeah, look, they, they, they'll take the view that whatever happens had to happen and they'll they'll validate it and they'll, they'll probably retrofit the, the outcome to say that we had to make a we change. And, anyway. and, we, and we had to make a change. We had one shot. At, at getting Clarkson, and the only shot we had because we left it so late was to do it the way we did it. Again, you, you know footy clubs, mm. Joey. They, they can line up excuses yeah, can. and reasons, yeah. whichever way they want to see, yeah. and, they, and they will. And and that's what will happen here. So they're, they're, they're one chance, though. And look, the connections are, are reasonably deep. When David Burham is, is a close personal contact and, and I'd say even friend of, of James Henderson, who's Alistair Clarkson. That's not to say that they're going to get the front running on it, but there's a starting point there. Is there a chance... Guys, is there a chance that Ben Rutten could be still coaching Essendon next year? So if Clarkson does choose North Melbourne, I hope he does. Yeah. If he does, then is there a chance that Ben Rutten f- fulfills his contract and ha- has one last crack at it next year and then who knows what happens? Let, let, let's be honest. If they if they did do that and he was strong enough to say, yeah, and, and, no. then, and then took him to the finals next year, he probably gets an extension. Yeah, no, he couldn't. No, that can't happen. You reckon it can't no, happen? No, there's not, not even not a with, slight. No, I, I don't. Not even just him. Even just for the playing group, it would be too. There'd be too many. Not one in a million. <laughs> one in a million. Okay, too. we'll give you one so, in a million. So, so you're yeah, telling me ch- there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but there is a slight chance. But oh, I'm, and to me, I'm still slightly surprised the overreaction with sacking Ben Rutten. They played finals last year. Yes, they got it horribly wrong at the start of the year. And I think they lost confidence at the start of the year because of the draw they had. They played the top four teams, I think, the mm. first four or five rounds of the year. They lost confidence. They fell away. I thought they did a pretty good job to regroup and win five of seven. Should have been six of seven if they won that West Coast game. And, and the, other, of, the other game was the after the siren. That's right. In, in in that so they yeah. actually had regrouped and were playing. They hadn't played perfect. They still had massive issues defensively. But I thought they were making some progress. I liked mm. their list. I was a bit surprised that uh, they haven't gone with Rutten again. But... Um, they're all in. If you're Clarko, who are you going to? Uh, see, it's a hard one because I still think it depends on what his priorities are as a coach. Because if you're going, who's got the better list? I think Essendon have got the well, better surely list. surely his like, priorities are premierships. Not, well, not necessarily. I think it's more than that. Kangaroos can win a premiership. Hey, this is a, but it a, might just take a bit longer. Remember, I think, they, I think it's been a bit of a too simplistic view that Clarko is just going to choose whichever list has got the best list and that's all it comes down to. But on that aspect, you, you, you are in this list space yeah, heavily. You, yeah. heavily. Um, you're saying Essendon clearly. Essendon has a bet, yeah. in, 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 probably two years, two or three years advanced on the Kangaroos. But I, as I've said, I like the Kangaroos up 24 and unders. They've got a lot of young talent that still need to be harnessed. We've seen like Luke Davis Uniac now, what he's finally mm. capable of doing. Imagine if you get the best out of Taron Thomas and John Francis. You've got Larky, you've got Mackay. Yeah. You've got a couple There's, of pillars at either end. It's not as bad as what no. uh, that, that we thought. The shift in Clarko's mindset, though, from the opportunity and the understanding that North Melbourne is pretty much a rebuilding job and you're going to be the man to set them on their yep. way mm. with arguably no success in that five-year period or to play finals would be a good result. Yep. No so, pressure with a North Melbourne job because there's only yeah. one way. But correct. Up. But there's now a shift in the mindset, which is the carrot that comes with Essendon, that yes. they are completely different. There's the chance of the ultimate success again. And for someone like Clarko, who absolutely thrives on that, we know that he's a true yep. competitor. Yep. I so think- when a true competitor love the challenge of taking a team correct. from the bottom of the ladder to a premiership, absolutely that is the ultimate. Not.
No. Yes. What, so, so take the easier option yes. and go, well, this list is closer, I'll just jump with them. Yeah, because you're a chance to win a premiership. You're not there to get a team to finals. Yeah, but I don't think you get as much credit. For, for just taking out I, the bombers. I, think, I don't think you do. Okay. To your point about the, the options that were in front of Alistair Clarkson officially until Monday, they, they, in an ideal world, didn't appeal to him in a massive way. But but what was overriding everything was his need to coach again next year. He was going to go completely stir-crazy. So he had two options at that stage. He's now got, to your point, a powerful club in the mix. It, it's a very it's a full interesting scenario <laughs> that, that's been added late. Clarko. This is a club that gave a country kid a, a go. Mm. And, and and what's what's ironic about the whole situation it also is John, let him go John, John pretty Kennedy, quickly too, Doug. John Kennedy was a legend. John Kennedy was a legend at Hawthorne and came to North Melbourne to give them credibility back in the, uh, the late 80s, and he did that. Mm. And Clarko was just a kid under John Kennedy. Now it's almost reversed and the, a full circle come back to the club. I think it's got, I think it's got a, a, it's a beautiful story. We know where you're lying. Are you, Essendon, you believe closer to a flag, but who would you like to see Clark go coach as we wrap this up, Daisy? Well, I think as a you know someone who's played at Carlton and Collingwood, I'd love to see him go to North and for the Essendon show to continue as an absolute <laughs> bonfire. But I honestly think if he's weighing up the two, I think he goes to Essendon. Yeah, as a North supporter, I want him at North. Yeah. But but my, my my gut feel is that the Essendon offer, as we speak at twelve oh whatever it is today on this Wednesday, that it, it's Essendon leading. I think I think still the Kangaroos. I, I would love to see him the Kangaroos. I just wonder how invested he already was with the Kangaroos in regards to going through their list and having any. Or maybe his heart is already in at the Kangaroos. He's been flattered by the Essendon offer, but I hope he chooses the Kangaroos. But we'll find out. Who knows when. Hey, we might take a break. We'll get into all the other topics on the Daisy Duck Dive after this. This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. This is the Midweek Rub. If you get eight this weekend, you're a genius. And if you get nine, you're even more actually, so. No, actually, <laughs> Triple M rocks footy. This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. And before we get into the Daisy Duck Dive, Damo, we didn't get the chance to touch on the Zane Cordy bump. Is the bump back? Uh, First of well, all, Paddy Cripps got off. So now Zane Cordy's got off. <laughs> it's back. What's it going? Back. Did the yeah. AFL have any idea what no. you're allowed to do and what you can't? No, they don't. They don't. don't. So it was how com- are we meant to know? Exactly. And, and it was a complete mess last week when uh, the umpire, the match review office, the tribunal, and then the appeals tribunal all had varying degrees of what, what Cripps did on Archie. The appeals tribunal, being the last stop, ended up killing him, which I think confused the messaging. We then get to the very next round of footy where Zane Cordy bumps Tanner Bruin. I would say 100% fairly. As fairly as you can do it. The Matthew office didn't have the boxes to be able to be ticked to, to then wash their hands of it and send it to the tribunal, which said there's nothing to see here, thankfully, I think. That but, was the confusing thing, why it got yeah. sent straight to the Because he got concussed. Surely if there's no boxes to tick, though, because you're not yeah. going on the concussion, yes. you're going, okay, on the, the, act, act, the, the act, act is he bumped him, not he did it perfectly. Yeah. There's nothing to see here. No suspension. Well, if Correct. there's no boxes to tick on, on the Correct. starting point of the adjudication, that's right. Nothing to tick on the action. That's is right. that system dead? That system has to be dead. I mean, it just has to be dead because of what's happened in the past conf- two weeks. It's, confu- it's and creating more confusion, yep. and it was put in to create clarity. Correct. Oh, what a shamble. Yeah. It, it's, it's got lost in, in the COVID problems post-season, um, and I understand why they haven't been able to fully explore what they wanted to do with it, but... Now they have to, at the end of 2022, deal with it. A lot of the rules and these sorts of things, has the silence been deafening from the AFL this year? We haven't heard from anyone for yeah. the whole year, from the AFL, from any umpiring department, anyone in the what, football department at the AFL? You've got no idea the, the amount of pressure that comes from the umpires' representatives when it comes to admitting mistakes. Yeah. And, and I get that. I absolutely get that. So Just for clarity. The last time we for heard clarity, from, it probably helps the cause, yeah. The last time we heard from Brad, 
we, we what we heard was uh, well, if they do that, it's going to yeah. be a free kick. That's arms out for those listening. That's the last the time. That's the last time. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are filmed as well. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, but that's the last time we heard from Brad. Yeah. 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 Anyway, hey, let's get into it. The Daisy Duck Dive Quick Five. <laughs> On the midweek rub. Absolutely oh, outstanding by me. I'm good from the waist down. It's the Daisy Duck Dive. I'm going to start with acknowledging this week Patrick Dangerfield game 300. Congratulations to him, one of the all-time greats. He's an absolute superstar. Chasing that elusive flag, he's never going to have a better chance than this year to win it. But I want to ask you, Daisy and Duck, where does Patrick Dangerfield rate in regards to the all-time greats? Where do we where do we rank him? All-time all or modern? Um how would you like to do it? Modern <laughs> great. Okay, the modern greats. It's hard to do from the all-time great. Where does he sit rank in the, the modern era? Is he top 10, top 20? Top, top 10, 50? Uh, 2000. So I'm comfortably, I could say top 50 in yep. that top 20. I don't think I could probably slot him in my top 10. We're, oh. t- we're talking from 2000 era. Yeah. Your Vosses, Harveys. Buckley, Heard, Ackermanis. Goods, Judd. All of these. Ablett, Franklin, wow. Dusty. That, that's where it becomes interesting yeah. because then does it go beyond 20? And which, that's why I just well, asked you. I'm thinking. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll be thinking out loud. I can give you a quick time in the ad break to try and yeah. think about I'll it. I'll be, succinct. <laughs> I'll be succinct and answer it like this because Thanks. the rules were different back in 2000. So they've changed all the way along. So there's a lot of differences between 2000 and where we sit today. Yeah. So I don't think it's very hard to compare that time to now. What I will say is this. The word champion gets thrown around far too easy. He's a champion. He's okay. a champion of the Geelong Footy Club. He's a champion of the AFL, 100%. and he's a walk-up start for the Hall of Fame. Hundred percent. Yep. So I'll just leave it at that. Yep. Very good. What hey. about an answer as to where in the top twenty-five or? Well, because I I I think that I've always said you, you think can't that's disrespectful. Compare, you just can't compare eras. You can't compare that's why we just today. Kept it in this era. Well, if you kept it to the last three years since we've had stand on the mark. And <laughs> Then maybe we could we could do it. All right, but the rules have changed yeah. so much. I just don't think too you can. hard. What I, about I, another? I need more time to think before okay. it becomes disrespectful, right. and I don't no, want to do fair. that. That's fair enough. Yeah, I'll put you on the spot. That was a hard one. I'll absolutely. That. Then what yeah. about it's this good next question? question. Well, well, thanks, well, you know what? Can I? Because you could have been in the top five if you wanted to mount the case. Say, I was and, actually and equally, you could put him outside the top twenty. To your point, when I asked it, I was thinking top ten, and then when Daisy threw up some names, I went, "Oh yeah." I want to say this about the top ten. I want to say this about Paddy as well. And Joel Selwood's in the same boat. There's a few others. To get to 300 games the way he plays yep. is, yeah. ab- is just remarkable. Yep. He has been a battering ram. His attack on the footy is as good as anyone I've We've ever seen. seen. Yep. Yep. So to, to get to 300 is unbelievable. Well done, Paddy. And fingers crossed he gets that well tattoo, seen. the tattoo that he's been chasing, Daisy. Speaking of champions. Would I he get a tattoo? I don't that, think he would. Is that barbed wire on the bicep? <laughs> <laughs> Troy Makepeace style. Um, I want to ask about Robbie Gray. Speaking of champions, uh, Robbie Gray retiring this week. He has been absolute champion, and we won't try and rank him where he sits. But I do want to ask him regards to Port Adelaide's all-time greats. Is he Port Adelaide's greatest ever player, Daisy? Because I think he is. Jeez, you're making me rank a lot of players. Oh, I think Robbie Gray's no, Port Adelaide's greatest ever. I'm going to say Warren Treadgrave still. He's, still. he's the greatest ever small forward mid that Port Adelaide have ever had. Once again, I don't compare positions and eras again, but he, once again, is a Port Port uh, Adelaide champion and also an AFL champion. It's hard to go past Tread Ray. Hall of Fame. I, I feel because of the 2001 to 4 period when he was all Australian, in that time when Jonathan Brown was emerging, Nick Revold was obviously in the system younger. Yeah. But, but he, he was the four years in a row. Well, he's had moments. We talk about Noodles Brown as the best player for a six week period. He's had probably had four or five of those throughout his career where he's arguably, arguably been the best player in the comp for a month at a time. 
winning games off his own boot. Yeah, He's yeah, been an absolute yeah. star and, again, a champion of that footy club. Yeah. It's, been a, it's been a huge year for some absolute champions of our game. Good crew. Out, good crew. Good. And he's been one of my favourite players. I've absolutely loved Rob, Rob, watching Robbie Gray and also to Shane Edwards. Congratulations to him on his retirement. He'll play a final. So we acknowledge him in due course. The next question I want to ask, big decision looming at Carlton, I think, this weekend in regards to their ruck situation. So Mark Pitnett's played two games back. Hasn't set the world on fire. He was looked like we were. He was struggling a little bit in the Melbourne game. He looked like he's. Do been Carlton go? This, this is a huge call. This is their seat. This is season on the line stuff, Daisy. Do they go with Mark Pitnett again and trust him that he's had a couple of games under the belt that he improves and takes on a fast Collingwood side that's going to be pinging around, or do they go back to young Tom DeConing, the precocious talent who held up pretty well for a majority of the season when Pitnett was injured? DeConing for me. Yeah, I, I think what you've seen on the weekend from Pitnett, you can't. With any confidence, go in and say he's going to provide a real difference in this game. Deconing, I think you can mount the case. Can Pitnet was like he was plotting on the weekend. He was not. He probably shouldn't have played. Arguably, um, was he the difference in them losing? Probably not. But he he wasn't at the level that you required to roll out in a game that you have to win. Deconing, I think, is the option. Okay. Unfortunately, if there's any doubt. I go athletic ability over. Right. Over, over just maybe the trusting, the competitiveness of Pitnet more? Mm. No, I'm go, I'd, I'd yeah, play to Coney. There are question. some real issues. Chera coming back in, slightly injured. The talk of Zach Williams after coming back from a, a long-term calf that's, that's as a well. Big, that's a big risk there coming is, off the, after that. There that are a, yeah, there's a chance to be rolling the dice on three or four, which isn't great. What? No next week, though, is there? That's right. I mean, there's no, there's no is, next week. I know, but you without can't. But, but if so, you go down at quarter time, yeah. you, know, you roll these blokes in injured and they don't come up, yeah. This is where the sub comes yeah. in handy. Maybe you play Zach Williams, and if he can't play out the game or he's only got two and a half quarters in him, you sub well, him maybe out. No you, one's going to care if you sub Maybe you play DeConing and uh, have Pitnet as your mm. ruck sub. Hey, last one I want to ask. This is a bit of a hypothetical I thought about. I like this question, so see how you go. Oh, you're you're so there's a bit of talk about Michael Hurley and whether he will play again, play on at Essendon. If he's asked, to, he can play this week and play a final game of footy, but that's it. It's a finality. He's done. Or he says, no, I want to see if I can get another year and see what the new coach thinks and whether I can hang around and doesn't get the game. If that was you, what would you choose? Would you I... take one more AFL game but be told that that's it, your time's up? Great question. Or don't have a game but and hang on to the hope that maybe you get another year at the club? If I was him and everything he'd been through, um, obviously I had some injuries and the toll that takes on you, not to the extent of the seriousness of what he went through, I'd be taking one and just waving and saying, really? I'm, I'm going yeah. to put my feet up. Seen as though it's a hypothetical. It is a hypothetical. I'd play the game and then say, I want to go on for a year. <laughs> play the game, get best yeah. on. And then say, I a want famous to victory. <laughs> always thinking laterally. <laughs> yeah. That's why it always wants it. more. Always, yeah. <laughs> always wants more. Hey, very good. Well done. Nice edition of the Duck Dive. Let's take a break because we want to get stuck into all the action from round 23. That's coming up next on Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. This is the Midweek Rub. They know if you were playing against North Melbourne or West Coast, how many touches do you reckon you could get? If you well, played I get in the one. Midfield? Would so. it be a kick-in? <laughs> it could be. Triple M rocks footy. This is Triple M footy's Midweek Rub, and let's get into all the action from round 23. But just quickly, we'll look back. We all tipped Brisbane to beat St Kilda. We all knew Melbourne would beat Carlton. That game was never in doubt. We all tipped that one. And Sydney Collingwood, well, we were 50-50. Let's see how Damo and Duck went. Last one, we'll take a look at Sydney Collingwood at the SCG. Sydney at home. Oh, bubble burst. You're yep. Bubble going to burst this week? Bubble to burst this week. Joey, in a week where I finally came around to realising Collingwood is a premiership hope, I'm still going to tip against them. Swans. You've been, <laughs> you've been on the Swans all year, so stick yeah, with them. I've got to stick with him. 
Very good. Very Bubble good. did burst. The question is, actually, question is, has it burst? Because let's get into Carlton Collingwood Sunday, mm. this massive Boy. game that will decide whether Carlton play finals Boy. and whether Collingwood finish top four. Is the bubble burst for good, Duck, or was it just a little pop and they can bounce back this week? Who are you tipping? I'm a romantic, so I'm tipping Carlton in this one. I think that'll uh, stay popped. Okay. That'll I'm, set up probably Collingwood maybe to play Richmond first week of finals, elimination cool. final. I just think uh, the way Carlton played last week really impressed me, and I think that maybe you know, the bubble has burst a little bit for the pie. So I, I, and, I, and I really do want Carlton to play finals footy. I think they deserve it. Yeah, I'm the same, Duck, and, and I've had the same view with, of Carlton with you all year, and, and I, I think their best is better than Collingwood's right now, and as such, if they replicate what they did against Melbourne, and that's the big if, but if they do, they'll beat Collingwood. This game excites me. Uh, I'm just <laughs> oh, in, thanks, oh, thanks no, Captain Obvious. But no, just, just in terms, Joey, because <laughs> the, did Carlton play their grand final last weekend against Melbourne? They threw everything at them for the chance to lock it away so it didn't come to this. These are the great unknowns going into it. Um, I think Carlton will win. I'll be tipping them. Yep. Yeah, look, I'm the same. I'm a, I would love to see Carlton play finals. I think they deserve to. They've been in the top eight all year. It would be heartbreak if they miss out. I want to see them play. That's why the and, Pies fans want to roll them so much, not just because yeah, of the historical value of this game, but that them being the reason they miss out. It's uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And there was a symbolic moment I saw walking off the ground for Carlton. So you asked, can they do it again? There's this, there's this vision of Michael Voss and Paddy Cripps shaking hands, mm. looking at each other, and both sort of chest up, leading the group off the ground. Right. And I just thought, there's two leaders there that these players want to play for. We're on with you, Damo. If they can produce anything like they did last week, they win. Very good I just look at those two leaders and think, you know what? They'll get Carlton back up. I like that. I, I saw that as well, and I, I liked it. Yeah, so, I liked it. We're all cheer for the Blues. Uh, what about Brisbane-Melbourne? Because this is the other huge game that will decide who finishes top four and who misses out in the top four for a double chance. Brisbane-Melbourne at the Gabba? I've got Brisbane in this. I, I'm just looking at Melbourne as the team that has only won five of its uh, matches since round 10 this season, Joey. So I'm not looking at them as the reigning premier and the team that won the first 10. I'm looking at them as a, as a relatively ordinary team in the back half of this, this season. And as such, Brisbane will beat them. I'm going to say Melbourne are going to flex their muscle. Okay. I'm with you, Duck. I believe what they did against Carlton and how they that game was played, how they won, I reckon they get great confidence from that. And we saw the scenes in the rooms afterwards. That's as much joy as you've seen from that Melbourne group, arguably since they won that grand final. I reckon they get a, a real juice of confidence from that, a bit of mojo back, and I think they win this one. What, what a weekend again. So that's how the two bookends. Yep. I mean, that one yep. on the mm. Friday oh, night yeah. and then the Carlton Collingwood. What are you doing? Brisbane yeah. are a completely different team at home. They are eighteen and two in their last twenty games at home. Are you saying they can't play the MCG? I'm saying at the Gabba, they are a different team. You have to look at them. I think they win. I think Brisbane and the Gabba Friday night crowd going off its head. I can just picture Charlie Cameron and all the they'll be running mad. They'll be going mad. They'll be too good for Melbourne. I think Brisbane win. Yep. Okay. What about the other game, the Western Bulldogs Hawks? Dogs have to win to play finals. The Hawks. It looks like they've checked out late in the season. Dogs surely get it done in Tassie. Tapering off for me, the Hawks. So I think I think the Dogs and injuries too with um, Jarth and and yeah. Lewis out officially. You know, some yeah. weeks ago. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this. Dogs haven't beaten the Hawks down there since 2008, and a one and four against them down there. Mm. Oh, Hawks Ooh. have been an amazing team, and down there. Yeah, it's a good start. That's why yeah. I'm tipping the Western Bulldogs. No. Okay. okay, just one I want to flag because I want to flag. We're doing this show through the finals, aren't we, Jill? Yeah, we'll keep rolling. Yeah. I want this one put in the uh, the Oracle. Oh, here we go. North Melbourne will beat Gold Coast oh. this week at Marvel Stadium. 
Big outsiders. I think Kangaroos get the job done. Okay. I liked what wow. I saw from them. Okay. Like Luke Davies Uniac is going is become is no, I'm not saying become he's now a star of the competition. Yeah. Yep. He's elite. He and has in, to win the best and fairest, doesn't he? Uh oh Jai Simkin would still be I would think have to go Earliest. close. Okay. Yeah, probably yeah. more consistent. Right. I think, I think they'd this... be close between those those two, both of them. With Cunnington back next year, all of a sudden a midfield with Cunnington, Simpkin, Davies, Uniac, and then you've got Thomas and Horn Francis yeah. rolling through. If them. they get their acts if right, they, yeah. those two. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty. To I like. think this is a big game for the Gold Coast Suns. Just a mm. nice little exclamation mark on a year where they have improved, didn't make finals, and have we are. Uh, have we, they? know that you hate them and you don't like Stewie Jujama and you've been very big How on many that games have I, they won since they recontracted him? Yeah, those? not many. One. Uh, one. And as we've spoken about, we are in the game of win losses, <laughs> but this is a game. If they win and get some confidence and then set themselves up, I, if they don't make finals next year, I'll put it on. I'll go early with you. I will come with you that they're a disappointment and they shouldn't have signed Stewie Ju. As it stands right now, this is a big game. They most still think they should maybe look at second. Should we do, do this week? Get you go for <laughs> can, I, can I just finish off? That's Port Adelaide, Adelaide. <laughs> yep. I reckon uh, Robbie Gray will win his sixth showdown medal. There you go. In the showdown. I like it. The Very, good Very good. Hey, another great edition of Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. Of course, you can listen to every game this weekend. Exclusive on the listener app. And, of course, Friday night is the massive game between Brisbane and Melbourne. The Friday huddle boys will call that one. Das Howie, Brownie, Damo and the Chief. Looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Triple M Footy's Midweek Rough. Shut up! The foot is on Triple M! Triple M rocks footy.